1: They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre, season three, episode 46, and um, just as a public service announcement. We're in March guys. The long long winter in the UK is hopefully starting to subside. I can see daffodils even though it's cold. I can see them. So uh, today's theme is holding space and I've been talking to Spirit about this subject quite a lot recently. How it manifests in lots of different ways in our spiritual journeys and our unfoldment journeys, but how absolutely crucial it is. And the irony of holding space, I think, is that uh, none of us really want to do it. (laughs) We don't like space. We're scared of the silence. We're scared of the opening up. It's one of those things that often comes up in readings for people is that they have got so much opportunity so much potential and they can feel the space of that potential that opportunity all around them but they don't like it it feels too big they want to know how to direct it they want to know they want to be told the best way to use that potential and it's such a human condition because we're all the same we go oh, this should be amazing. There's so much scope and opportunity. And then our brains kick in and we just ruin it for ourselves with a hefty dose of, but you better make sure you get this right. And what happens if this isn't how you're supposed to be doing it and suck all the joy out of it um, easily and quickly. It's a a gift and we all seem to have it. And if you don't, well done. Celebrate that about yourself because you are unique. Uh, But for me, definitely, I can feel my own potential. But my own potential scares me. It feels too big, too open, too limitless. And so I like to shrink it into a palatable, digestible size. So we're going to explore holding space and the various places that I think um, holding space is important to think about and understand and hopefully that will get us all to think a little bit differently about the uncertainty because uncertainty is not a comfortable space even for those of us that have faith that everything will be okay in the end. I know for me, if I could choose to live my life as a journey with twists and turns and unexpected digs and dives, or I could have a book where every stage is written out and I would know what is coming, I'd probably, in honesty, choose the book, even though that doesn't sound adventurous or fun or sexy, <laughs> but I probably would, and that life doesn't work like that. And people who come for readings often expect you to be able to tell them every step they're going to take for the next six months. But it's their steps to take and their journey to make. So, the first place I want to focus on allowing and holding space is for yourself. And I know that I've talked about this many, many times, but if you want one tip, to start you off on your spiritual development journey. It is make friends with yourself. Find time to be with yourself with no distractions. Be present for what is rising in you. Don't snip it off. It's such a problem failing in the human condition and through the spiritual teaching that is widely out there that there are good emotions or bad emotions but what if there just aren't what if there is just is and there is just how you feel and whether that is unbridled lava like rage or sadness or absolute joy or comfort what if just allowing all of it is part of the journey And I think we are so desensitized and switched off to ourselves that it's becoming a problem. And I think social media has a lot to do with that and guilty, I'm not judging anybody, but we are just overloaded all the time with information and the external view. And really, when you want to work with spirit, you want to make sure that you are the clearest possible channel for spirit that you can be. And to become the clearest possible channel is to be present with you, is to face the bits that you keep pushing away, is to sit in the stillness with yourself and just listen to what you have to say. And people always want, um, and I wanted, that kind of spiritual awakening journey where I got to exit this physical life for a time because it was so hard and so repetitive and disappointing and tiring. But actually, spirit helped me to mould my life into something that brings me much more joy. But to do that, I had to face the things that I wasn't enjoying. I had to sit and be present with the aspects of my life that were trying to tell me they weren't compatible with me. And we just deny ourselves this again and again and again. And I've said it before about meditation as well. Now, I think true meditation is sitting by yourself in silence. No tinkly music to drift you off and no words, no guided meditation to get you to a destination. I think that is true meditation, being able to travel the lumps and bumps of noise in the background and not have it pull you out of your power. It's not something that I am interested in. that's an honest thing to say, I, it just doesn't hold a space for me and I'm okay with that um, and I love a guided meditation but it's not quite the same thing because you're not holding a space, you are filling your space and your attention with a story that someone is taking you on, still valuable, still great for spirit connection but not true meditation dare I say. And when people come to me and they want to learn how to meditate because we all have this idea that that's the only way we're ever going to get a spirit communication that we want. And I say, well, before you start that, you need to learn to be present with you. Everyone is like, oh, no, no, I want to learn to meditate. You've misheard me. But actually, I think if you're trying to get yourself into an altered state where your brain is completely silent, For some of you, meditation will be the key to help that happen. And for some of you, meditation will be another stick that you use to beat yourself. Because actually, as soon as there is a moment's silence or a moment's peace, you can't be with you. And so you have to learn to hold a space for you, to be a little bit mindful of what is coming up for you. So walks on your own, even if you've got the dogs with you, but just where well, you're not talking to anybody and that space is not being filled, uh, doing the ironing, making soup, going for a drive in your car, but without music, without distraction, without podcasts. I mean, don't turn this one off, but you know what I mean. And finding an allowing of yourself and not expecting magnificent deep-seated change from doing that for a week but understanding that that is an ongoing never-ending process of just being present for you is so important. Now if mindfulness meditation does that for you do it, use it but I always think of the people who are like me who struggle to just sit and be And how that for a long time made me feel that I wouldn't be able to connect to spirit. And so therefore cut me off from spirit. It's complicated, isn't it? Where actually if you can just find a way of holding a space for you. And watching your thoughts. And listening to your body. That is the foundation of all spiritual development in my opinion. We often hear teachers talking about being in your power and I think the true power comes for me personally when the blend with spirit starts. I don't power up beforehand, I will try and clear my energy beforehand, but I don't power up beforehand because the power comes from that blend with spirit. But if you want to talk about what I think is truly getting into your power, it's opening yourself up in a space of clarity, acceptance that you won't be perfect and allowing that blend to take place. Now, an interesting um, thing to also think about when holding space is holding space for sitters in practice groups. I have just finished teaching uh, this year's beginners mediumship class, evidential mediumship class, with the most incredible group of uh, women. It's just been really marvellous. Men were welcome too, it's just none of you booked. And that has been very magnificent to be a part of because we have held space for each other time and time again. And we've had lots of discussions about what it means to be a good sitter. And I think it's a particular set of skills, at risk of sounding like Liam Neeson, but it's a set of skills that we need to develop for other mediums where we allow them to get it wrong, where we don't add our interpretation to the mix, Sometimes I find developing mediums the hardest people to read for because they're trying to interpret at the same time you're trying to interpret. And they're more likely to, in inverted commas, do you a favour of telling you what they think it means rather than holding a silent, supportive space of letting you work out what it means. And knowing and believing that that capacity is in you. And I just think that is so underrated. It's so valuable in your mediumship development journey to have somebody allow you to get it wrong. So you can learn how to get it right. And that does mean from the sitter's perspective that you have to be willing to... Sit in that awkwardness of watching somebody struggle. If you're an empath, which I think all developing mediums are, um, feeling their uncertainty, their worry, their pain, and trusting in them that they will find the way through it. Trusting in their spirit team that they will guide them the way they need to. And one of the most interesting things that's come in with me recently is if we think about the purpose of all development groups, development groups are not there for sitters to get excellent readings and nor should they be. Development groups are there for developing mediums to have the experiences that they need to have to fine tune their mediumship. So if spirit are setting up a situation that is going to be a struggle for the medium, your job is not to get involved in it. Your job is to trust in that lesson and hold that space for them. And we find that really hard to do. And thinking about that in honesty, do you think that by saying yes to something that is a no, you're actually helping somebody on their development journey? What happens for that medium that gets nothing but polite yeses?
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: Goes out into the real world and gets nothing but no's. How does that impact their trust in their own abilities? Something to think about. I remember going to a mediumship demonstration with a friend of mine and the medium was doing all this information and they'd come directly to them. I feel like I'm with you. And my friend was going, yes, 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 yes. And I said to them in the, in the break, my goodness, who was that? And she went, I've got no idea. And it's always sat with me just that not meaning to cause a problem but in saying yes to things that were actually no's she may have stopped somebody else getting a message from that person that they did recognize so it's important to be honest and be truthful and talking about no's that leads me quite on nicely to my next point which is you have to allow space for no's to be no's now I have worked with uh, mediums who um really have real trust in their abilities. I wish that I had the trust in my abilities that they did until I see them ram a piece of evidence at a emotional sitter who isn't in a place where they can process the information coming in. And so you know that I believe nos are a natural part of mediumship. They should be celebrated and accepted and not shied away from. And I've had such a journey with that. But I do really feel that it's important to offer a space and hold a space for your sitters where they can process something which they have said no to and come back to later and realise that it was a yes after all. And you've heard me say it before, but mediumship is not about you as the medium. It feels like it when you're doing a reading, but it isn't. And so What if part of your job is to hold a space of not worrying about being correct, but about allowing somebody to find their way to that no becoming a yes naturally as part of the process that that spirit intended when they brought that piece of evidence through? Because unless you've invented something which I talked about in troubleshooting last week, um, which does happen and there's no shame in that either. But if the spirit world has brought that piece of evidence in, then the spirit world in their infinite knowing know that that piece of evidence probably isn't going to be understood by the sitter there and then, which means they know that that person needs to have a process to find the yes. And our job as a medium, yet again, is to hold space for that. Interesting, isn't it? So we've got holding space for yourself to become a clearer channel, holding space for sitters in practice groups, um, well, holding space for mediums in practice groups, dare I say, holding space for sitters and no's. And another way that I think holding space has been presenting itself to me recently is uh, in allowing people to heal and make better choices. Now, I just taught uh, recently my first spirit-led Reiki, which went beyond my wildest dreams of how I thought it would go and was just such an empowering and exciting thing for me to teach. Um, And I can't wait to do the online one where we'll have a bit more time to explore things in more depth. But it is just Bloody marvelous that this energy is here when we don't need to get in the way of it. But one of the things that comes up in all healing and should be talked about by all healing uh, modalities is that any healing energy is not going to just fix you. And part of our job as healers is to hold a space for people to learn to make better choices for their lives. We all know, don't we, that you're not going to change your life by doing things exactly the same as you have always done them. That doesn't work. That doesn't make sense. But if you really want to heal from something, sometimes it needs to be brought up by the healing energy and then you'll forget about it and you'll carry on behaving the same way. And then the lesson will repeat. But because of that healing energy you've already had in you, you learn more from the lesson this time. And I think that is just so vitally crucial to understand. It's not just you know, the magic powers in and you're done and dusted. You have to learn to work with it. And as a healer, you have to learn to hold a space for people who want to work through it. And it's the same not just for healers. If you have got friends in their lives who are experiencing problems, are conditioning as humans more often than not, is let me see how I can fix this for you. Let me offer suggestions that will make this better for you. Here's my opinion about what I think you should do. But isn't it the more empowering path to hold a space for somebody of, what are you going to do? I completely believe that you have the capacity and the life experience and the wisdom to fix this for yourself. So in believing that, please tell me, what are you going to do to change your life? What solution can you come up with? And even if you don't agree with that solution, holding a space of allowing them to try it and learn from it. We have a very disempowering approach to each other's journeys. And again, I think this is holding space, that fear of allowing people the path. And allowing people the learning, because we don't want to allow it for ourselves. So we certainly don't want to allow it for the people that we love. But actually, the most spiritual thing you can do for somebody is not offer a solution. Is hold a space of, I believe that you can fix this. So let's see if you can. And even if it goes wrong, that's okay. Because you will learn from it. And in that learning of it, from it, you will expand further. That's surely the better route. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about with holding space is when the universe asks you, your spirit team asks you to put down something that takes up a lot of time and your focus. And you doing it and feeling really brave with it but then actually, allowing that space to remain a space, and that is, God, I struggle with that something chronic. When Spirit asked me to stop selling crystals, it was such a clear message, and the crystal cl- crystal clear message about not selling crystals was that um, many anyone can sell crystals, that they don't didn't need my attention and my focus on running a shop and weighing things and measuring things and sending things out and dealing with returns and interacting all of that stuff that my focus my energy was spent better elsewhere and following giving up crystals more information did come in more uh, adventures this podcast things like that started coming into fruition demonstrations more teaching so, yeah, that was absolutely valuable. And spirit proved to me that that was valuable. But then, uh, last year, when they asked me to give up my voluntary job, um, at Rainbows, and I was, I knew it was right, but I was sad about it at the same time. And I had to leave that. Since then, I have consistently and constantly filled that space that I gained with bits and bobs and this and that and I haven't just allowed it to be space and I'm very sure at the moment spirits certainly want me allowing just whatever needs to rise within me to rise and yet I know I'm resisting it I um, stopped doing one-on-one readings to allow space and yeah that did help me, it got me to finished some writing I was working on, it got me to write the spirit-led Reiki course but now I've got that time and I'm up to date with the big projects that I've been working on and things are on hold until stuff happens later in the year so I'm in this funny holding pattern right here right now but I know that I'm resisting it and isn't that just the hardest thing? I think for me especially because I've got such a workaholic temperament and it's very useful. I love being in a creative, busy flow. That is my happy place. But it's hard to hold when it's in an ebb. I'm only happy when it's flowing. And I know that that is where my focus of my work needs to be at this time, is making sure I'm balanced in that, making sure that I mean, I just really want to sort out my house. I've got crap everywhere. How can I still have crap everywhere, anyone? Just answers on a postcard, please. How can I still be sorting stuff out? What is wrong with me? But I am, I'm still sorting. I'm still culling and clearing. And that's a really important process for me at this time. And I know that. I know that that is serving more of a purpose than it would seem on face value. Am I finding the time to do it? No. No. Am I fiddling around on TikTok for an hour a day, laughing at other people's stuff? Yes. And so I talk to you not as somebody that has the perfect track record with holding space, but just as somebody who knows that this energy and information is coming in and will benefit us all, even if we do it perfectly imperfectly, as always. Because that's the key, isn't it? Holding space for yourself, To just be who you are. Getting it wrong sometimes, getting it right other times, trying the best that you can. And understanding that spirit are still opening doors for you, moving your energy and getting you where you need to be to manifest the things that you want in your life. Even if right now you are just watching the most up-to-date season of The Crown and scrolling on TikTok. So there we go. Holding space. Um, I'm sure I'm going to think of a million other ways in which we should be holding space, but they're the things that are coming up with me at the moment. And I've been writing them down as they came in from spirit. It's fascinating to me how uncomfortable holding space makes me and certainly how uncomfortable it makes people when I read for them and they want to be told things to do and spirit asks them to stop and slow down and they say oh no thank you <laughs> surely I need to be doing something but what if that is the key to it all for all of us It's just to allow and hold that space and let the energy rise and allow it to rise as it does without judgment. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that it would be very, very, very helpful for me if you could share the podcast on your social media, if you could leave a review. I know it's not fun that I have to keep nagging this, but I also know that I have slipped out of all of the charts. Guys, all of them. I'm off them. I'm on the naughty step and I would really appreciate your help with putting me back up, please. So thanks. But I will say this, it doesn't make your loved ones in spirit more likely to come through to me and it won't change your experience at all. You are literally just doing me a favour. Hold that space for me (laughs) and thanks for listening and I will catch up with you again soon. Lots of love.
1: Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.